Welcome back to The Cultural Scavenger. Let's pick up where we left off last week with Brad and Jenny. Here's part two of The Greatest Showman in Charleston. You ran as Groucho for how long did you do the show? I did the show in New York for uh, a year, and then I did it uh, national tour for six months. Then that little shop after uh, no. I think after <laughs> I'm so bad with Time well. Lapse. Here we go. That, yeah, that's okay. I yeah. but I remember speaking of Little Shop. I saw you in Little Shop. Oh. God, you were you were just it was phenomenal. I mean, it really was. I I was sitting there thinking, this is my friend. I'm so proud to call him my friend. He's so oh. damn talented. It was just brilliant. Oh well, I saw him in that too, and I didn't know him. Yeah, so that was yeah. It was so well written, um, and it felt it felt. That, that was, uh, you know, I have a lot of gratitude to that show because I specifically have gratitude to Howard Ashman, who wrote it and directed it, and how much he had an influence on how I approach everything now. I, w- I was, again, started that show as the understudy. I was the understudy to Seymour, the dentist, and the voice of the plant. <laughs> So, which is a very funny story because... Tell that story. That's story. A, I actually know, yeah. That's okay, so this is... Yeah. yeah, when I went on, I don't know if you know, the guy who played the voice of the plant, Ron Taylor, weighs... He weighed yeah. about 300 pounds. He was black. He was phenomenal. I mean, you, you were watching The Four Tops, yeah. The Temptations. You were hearing that sound. Well, I've always been a mimic, so I could sound a little like him as much you know, no matter what you saw i could kind of copy the sound. mic yeah yeah. Yo, yeah it doesn't matter i couldn't do it now but um but when i went on uh if, if you remember uh the voice of the plant is never seen of course right until he takes a curtain call well when ron taylor would take a curtain call the audience went crazy <laughs> because his physicality matched his voice you went right. oh heck yeah that's the voice of the plant well, I would do it, and they, they'd be loving the show, and then I'd come out and take a curtain call. <laughs> wow. And this squally white guy came out as the voice of the plant, and they would go, huh? You know, it's like, it just you? wasn't the same it's reaction. The same. Yeah. So how did you two meet? Okay, oh no, that's, this is great. We are, we are really approaching that. We are at that timeline. After, after Little Shop, uh, while I was doing Little Shop, uh, again, um, the understudy for... Uh, Cosmo, the Donald O'Connor role in Singing in the Rain on Broadway, quit uh, and they needed an understudy. And I wanted to be on Broadway instead of off Broadway. So I went, sure, I'll understudy. For, I'll, I'll audition. And I auditioned and I got that. And uh, I did that for about six months. And then the show closed and they were going to send out the national tour. I auditioned to play the role and I got cast as the role of Cosmo in Singing in the Rain for the national tour. And that's where Jenny and I met in the national tour of Singing in the Rain. In, in Dallas, Dallas. As a matter of fact. Yeah. And uh, we fell in love and. No, no. He was always trying to make me laugh when I shouldn't well, be laughing, like in dance rehearsals. Oh, we cut up a lot. Or the warm up. And I thought he's going to get me fired. I was Andy Parker at that there time. You yeah, know. that's, that's I was right. Totally Andy Parker. I never took anything serious. I had one line in the show, not one line, one word. Two words. And he would make me laugh. And I went, I'm going to get fired. The whole I thought the whole summer I said, I'm going to get fired. I and saw you in that I saw you in that show too. I don't know oh, where we were. That's right. Now I love that show. That's well, I loved every I've I've been very 
I'm very grateful about the things I've gotten to do. They they all felt fun and they were they were all different too. Kind of that was that was hard though, wasn't it? Um, physically. Oh, hard. physically, that show was never oh, yeah. done live. It was meant to. I be mean, that was a, that was probably your tour de force. But anyway, Jenny and I met doing that show, uh, laughing. We laughed for a long time. Yeah, I like to laugh until so. she finally let me kiss her. And between <laughs> the laughing and the kissing. I was done for. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and uh, oh. we still laugh and, oh. and kiss occasionally. Well, <laughs> I can. More laughing than kissing. I, no. I can. I can I'm tell. Kidding. Oh, no, we do plenty no, of kissing. Stop all of that! Wait, people can't see this. What's going on? Stop. Wait, Easy. <laughs> I mean, you were on the top of your game, and what made you decide to leave New York? There, it was really simple. And your kids? I I was married before. I did have two kids. And Jenny and I had had found each other. It's sort of a perfect storm of, of events occurring to make me make choices right. that mm-hmm. left the business. The main choices were I, I didn't want to be so far away from the kids all the time, which theater will do. And along that exact same line is Jenny and I vowed and made the choice. We will never be separated by theater because she got offered the uh, tour of South Pacific with Robert Goulet. I got offered me and my girl with Tim Curry. It would have taken us just in opposite directions and away from each other. And we both looked at each other and said, this is not what we want. We want our relationship. We want our marriage. We want this to last. And you can't do that if you're apart or it's difficult. Let me put it that way. And so that's what we did. We chose that. So Uh, moved to Wilmington and opened a dance school. Yeah, ah. we, we. I remember you telling me that. I'm. I'm thinking, why? And neither what? one of us knew how to teach dancing. I mean, we. I was a dancer, but then I was an irreverent dancer. Who right. Was, you know, I. I ended up teaching ballet because that's about the only thing I knew in tap yeah. dancing. But somehow, the kids. They came. They came. Wow. But and it was it, also because uh, Wilmington was a theater. Was a good theater. They, they had a theater that we ended up working in. They had a film studio and we thought, hey, maybe we can still do stuff. And sure enough, and this gets us around to uh, the film industry. As soon as we came to town, we went to that theater company. We handed them our our resumes and said, we're moving here. Yeah. And the guy that ran the theater was Lou Criscolo, a New Yorker. Uh, Who had had started the theater company. He was in Ma Rainey's. Black Bottom. Oh, wow. He fabulous and, actor. And he was on the soap opera, uh, yeah. Edge of Night, for a uh-huh. lot. Forever. When it was live or something. It was and great. as soon as we walked in and said, we just got off the road, or we've recently finished Singing in the Rain, um, and we're moving here. He said, fine, we're doing Singing in the Rain in the next in the next series. Next time, you're directing. <laughs> you're choreographing. And this is exactly That's the way exactly we talked. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> <what happened. laughs> And uh, wow. and it felt good. And then yeah, he said, but before you do that, I need you to get your feet wet. I need you to do. Um, I do. I do. I do. I do. Oh, yeah. Great show. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And he said, I want you to direct that first. I said, OK, fine. <laughs> you know what? No, doesn't matter. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was something. Um, and and literally we, we Jenny and I. Sort and that of, was it. We directed and choreographed. I don't know how many musicals uh, over about a six-year period. Weren't we lucky that we landed in a place? Oh, that was. And the woman who was the costume Costume designer. Peggy Farrell. Peggy Farrell, 
he, she was the costume designer for any film that came or television that came to, to Wilmington. Wilmington. She would come to these shows that we would choreograph yeah. and she loved it. And so when George Lucas of Star Wars came to town doing the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, she said to George's producer, Rick McCallum, you need a choreographer? There's this couple that lives here. You should, Jim, you don't need to bring somebody from LA, just use them. So we go into audition or interview, I should say, with Rick McCallum. Shaking in my, we were so nervous. We were so terrified. <laughs> terrified. And, and so we both tried to act really calm. We just went the opposite <laughs> direction. Right. And I'm not a calm person, but yeah. that did it. Yeah. You know, we were, you know, and, and we walk out and uh, we get home and our agent calls us and yeah. says, what did you do? We went, what? And we said, what do you mean? They, he said, he said, well, Rick thought you didn't want the job. And we're like, no. We're like, Are you kidding? Yeah. Of course we do. He said, well, you acted so like it just didn't matter. And we were going, we were just trying to act like we were, you know, together and not nervous and all that. I said, well, that's not the way it came off. Isn't that <laughs> so yeah. uh, he called them back and said, no, no, they really want it. And um, and that. so they hired us. I, I may be mistaken on this, but I think the logic was, well, let's hire him. We can always fire him if it exactly. doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, because yeah. yeah. where's the risk? Right. And yeah. uh, they hired us and we ended up doing... I don't know, three or four episodes of of that summer. And then he did a feature film there called Radio Land Murders. And we were hired to do the whole movie. Now, this is you want to hear a funny story. That was by the seat of our pants every day. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this is this is choreography for a yeah. choreographing yeah. A, a feature film. Now, Brian Ben Ben. What was his wife's name? Um, Mary Stewart Masterson. Masterson. Oh, yeah. That's that was Pete Masterson's daughter. OK. Um, and what was you want to hear something funny though, Andy? Is for years, well, we got an Academy Award nomination for best choreography for that movie. Did you really? Yes, and then we, for, no we probably forgot about it. So for literally ten years, we forgot that we had, and so we would be writing our resume for another job and all of this, and it was just one day we were. Well, we were, oh, we were so busy. It didn't. We were lucky enough to be so busy. It was like, oh, oh, gosh, that's cool. Okay, now what are we going to do? And we just forgot. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't go to the, the, to no. the no. ceremony. No, no. no, it was in L.A. We were yeah. working. We just. Oh, okay. yeah. And we went. How lucky are we? We were just in the right place yeah. at the right time. But um, there were some very funny stories with uh, with that. I mean, with Radioland. Um, like they had a yeah. shooting script that was 120 pages and a reshoot script that was 140 pages. So every day that we walked in, nobody knew what they were doing. <laughs> and as a dancer or a choreographer, you like to be prepared. Never. No. No. They would say, we're shooting this dance number in two hours. And go. they'd go, what dance number? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And we're shooting a, a commercial. Yeah. But we a, had a great group of like core <laughs> core girls like four and i got to be one of them and it it was amazing yeah we lived on that movie set it was like a 24 7 thing and we would make stuff up and they would learn it in a heartbeat and then suddenly we'd shoot it it was just the it was really cool oh i should yeah. tell them the replication story oh That's yeah that was story. a good one so yeah. george lucas had uh, his team had created a, a thing called replication for film. And all it was, was how do we save money and use fewer people? 
oh, I know what we do. We shoot the right side of the screen, we cut it in half, we, we flip it over, and then we double it. And there's a line that goes down the middle of the screen, and that will be called the replicating line. Well, don't choreograph anything that crosses the replicating line. Otherwise, it'll reveal the Which, the, you know, cheating. dance seems to cross. No arms going yeah. across, right? No, yeah. no. Well, when they first explained that to us, they didn't explain it that clearly, right? So Jenny and I were looking at each other going, what are we doing? We, we've got how many dancers for this show? It was like show? 50 dancers we had to choreograph. To make it to look, like, it look 100. like 100, right? And we were a little fuzzy, and we're walking along the set going, just talking to each other going, I don't get this. And we passed George Lucas, and we said, excuse me, Mr. Lucas, I don't remember if we called him George or Mr. Lucas, I don't really, I don't know. But we said, can you help us out a little understanding this replication thing? And he looks at us and says, I don't have a clue how it works. <laughs> and we're going, okay, never mind. Here we go. So... We did it anyway, and sure enough, some arms got cut off in the episode. Of, that was, but nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. We noticed. Did you, if you had 50 people there dancing, I, there, I guess the talent pool in the Wilmington area was decent. Dancers. There were a lot of well, dancers. Well, with some tapper. Uh, you know, it was a tap number. Ta- it was a tap number. And, uh, yeah. And because it was such a huge thing, it was like a Ziegfeld Follies type thing where they were on stairs. There are a lot of dancers in yeah. Wilmington, a lot of uh, dance schools. And so we could, we found them. Yeah. Yeah. They were great. Which leads me to the Charleston experience now. And I guess this gave you the idea to reinvent yourselves as mm. producers of a no. Christmas well, spe- no, no, no. no. You see, no. what really <laughs> happened was I looked at Brad and I said, I just want to dance professionally one more time, just one more time. And we had already been doing the dance school. Uh, seven the, years seven of dance years. school. And so I said, I'm just going to go down to Myrtle Beach, one of those theaters, and audition and see if I can get a summer gig. Right. And he said, okay. I'll go with you. I'll, he said, I'll go with you. So we auditioned. At the Carolina At Opry. the Carolina Opry, uh, Calvin Gilmore. And then oh, they yeah. said, they called us back the next day and said, we don't really need you in Myrtle Beach, but I'm opening a theater in Charleston. Would you like to go down there? Now, we had a dance studio with a lease. We had a home we had just bought. <laughs> and I went, yes, let's do it. <laughs> of course. We temporarily moved to Charleston mm-hmm. to do this show. Got someone to run the dance school. Hired hired people to take over all the classes. Rent the house rented out. Rented our house out. Came to Charleston. After a year, we went, oh, my goodness, we can't stop doing this. It was they, by that time. Actually, within three months. Yeah. And I was I was wrecking my body trying to dance with 22 year olds. But it was worth it. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the mentality. Of sure. Me. And and um, by the time, also by the time we got there, even in the rehearsal process yeah. for cre- the creation of the show, which didn't exist, it, it, the producer was making it up as he went along. Well, once he found out that Jenny and I were opinionated and perhaps had something to offer, he started asking us about everything. And we ended up doing a great deal of the show. Right. And the other choreographer from Myrtle Beach, um, she, she basically said, here, go ahead. Yeah. She was like, you're there. I'm here trying to work. Um, so, and so by the time the show opened, they had put Jenny and I in charge of the whole thing. And so a year later we were like, 
gosh, do we want to go back and teach dance school or do we want to keep doing this? Well, you and know. And we, we decided to keep doing this, right? And then the show closed three and years later. And then the later. show closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we looked at each other and said, oh, now my what? gosh, now what are we going to do? A little too old to try to reinvent yourself again in the, I guess, in the old model as a performer. And, and we needed income, you know. So we decided to produce. So going to New York show. was not an option. No, yeah, yeah right. we couldn't go starve. We had to get money. Go so go ahead. Yeah, well, no, well, we just decided we still love doing this, and there's right. still the show only closed because by that time, the show was originally primarily owned by the Family Channel. Well, a year and a half after the show actually started, Fox bought the Family Channel. Uh, a year and a half after that, Disney bought Fox. Right. So as all the sharks were busy eating one another, by the time the end, the show got to its last point, Disney was the owner. Disney was getting rid of anything it was not interested in financially. And so Disney just closed the show and left the theater sitting there. Wow. Well, what's interesting about that is Family Channel had signed a 20-year lease with the, the owner of the theater. Disney bought that lease along with everything else. So this is a 20-year lease with 17 years left on it at a rental of $40,000 a month. And they just, Disney just ate, ate the whole thing. They fought it in the courts oh, for yeah. oh. three years yeah. and finally settled. They finally realized we can't get out of this. Right. And so they they bought their way out of it. And in the meantime, Jenny and I just kept going Let's just produce shows in there ourselves. We started working in Pennsylvania. Also, well, yeah, I remember that because I kept trying to get you guys Back to and like stop yep. through, yep. you know, on the way up to to Pennsylvania. So you were doing a show in Pennsylvania. I always got the paperbacks, got it, and I just happened to see that they were looking for. Shows. They were looking for an MC and dancers for a show they were producing at the American, American Music, Music Theater, Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Right. So Jenny says, hey, you need to call them and, and see if we can audition. And he just happened to know the music director. The, the two creatives Vegas. on it, the, the two guys that were putting the show together. Well, one of the guys was the rehearsal uh, pianist for Little, Little Shop, Shop in New York. So when I called and said, hey, this is so-and-so, I'm interested in auditioning. His name is John. John goes, John, it's me. Yeah, uh, Brad, it's me. John, don't you remember Little Shop? And yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I And boy, did we need this job. And they yeah. said, heck, yes. You guys want to come do this? Four months. We we were there for four months doing this show. And Jenny danced. And I was MC and goofed around. And while we were there, the producers of that theater said, well, we're, we're going to start doing a, a Christmas show. We were going to do a Christmas show. And Jenny and I went, well, we've been doing Christmas shows for three years down in Charleston. Would you consider letting us create your Christmas show? And they said, sell it, sell us on it. So we went over to the producer's house and we sat there with a video and we pitched them on the whole thing. And they said, okay, you got the job. So suddenly we were in charge of creating, that led to creating all of the shows for the American Music Theater for nine years? Nine years. Nine years, I guess. Now, wow. during that, we continued to try to keep the theater in Charleston going by right. doing a show here and a show there, you know. Yeah. And we, then, yeah, go ahead. We were busy. The show in Pennsylvania has 
come and gone, but the the Christmas spectacular in Charleston is still going, even with COVID. I guess you guys still pull it pulled it off. We did it. Uh, we did know, socially distanced Distance. version last year. Two fifty. Yeah. That's very strange looking out at an audience wearing masks. Socially distanced with masks. It felt. Like, what did it feel like shooting a TV show where the audience it felt was, like a rehearsal? Felt like a rehearsal. Yeah. Okay, you're yeah. trying to do comedy and and they're laughing, but the <laughs> everything is muffled. <laughs> And uh, and you know how it is. You're on stage and you're going, I need you want that interaction. You want that response and sure. work off of it. But it's hard. Um, but we it, but we keep going. You know, it, it still was so wonderful to be in rehearsal, you know, rehearsal, how wonderful yeah. rehearsal is. Right. And you, but and you've been going. I mean, this has been going on for I mean, how long is it? Oh, my gosh. Well, 1995. When wow. we moved here, we started, you know. We put the original Christmas show together, yeah. uh, but for a different producer. Right. Uh, three years later, when they left, we became the producer and everything. Uh, and we all did that, have a partner. Uh, we had a partner, but he's in jail now. He was crooked. <laughs> he was crooked. <laughs> he was running a Ponzi uh, scheme at the same time as he was helping us. Quote. Helping nice. Us. He was really just stealing from us. But anyway. Oh, jeez. That lasted well, a year and but, a half or so. Yeah. But at that least you made it through. How how long, <laughs> how long does it take you to put a show put put this thing together? I, go, I know you guys. Oh. It sounds like you're used to working on short notice, but how long? Oh no, do you no, 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 not Christmas. Not, Christmas. not with this. No, Christmas months. It takes months, really. Um, well, first off, you, you got to keep in mind we've done so many Christmas shows now. It's twenty five years, and we, we've done them in Charleston. We've done them at the. PA at the AMT American Music Theater, and then we worked in North Myrtle Beach. I at, forgot that. Forgot uh, yeah. at uh, after it closed in Charleston, uh, the producers, the original producers, kept us on and said, "We're going to open a theater in North Myrtle Beach, and it's going to be like a legends and concert type thing, where you you have impersonators, so you'll have right. Cher and Little Richard and Elvis and yeah. usually six, yeah." Three and first half, three second. <laughs> we want you to be in charge of that. All right. So we did a few years of that. And we did Christmas shows with Sinatra, Marilyn Monroe, Charlie Daniels. Cher. Uh, uh, yeah. I was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, so we've done a lot of Christmas shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you so recycle? Can you, you recycle you do some, some of recycling, them? but it's all tailored. It's all to whoever you're to whatever you're working doing. with now. Yeah, who your right. talent is. Yes, it depends on who the ta- who we can uh, hire. Have and you got people that, re- that we- regulars? I mean, you got regulars that some come. regulars that live here. Not a whole. Well, the musicians. Charleston has the be- some of the best musicians around. It just they does. really do. Yeah. Um, they're they're dancers. Dancers here, are have always been have always um, been great singers. I mean, it's just like Andy when we were in Dallas. There were. How many singers were there really? I mean, there were a, yeah. a handful, you know. But um, it seems to be getting more all the time now. That because um, there's more avenues, it seems. Yeah, uh, jazz. Well, yeah. A lot of jazz. Singers, more jazz singers singers in Charleston. In Charleston, right. yeah. So if you're doing theater or yeah, some pop, I guess it's a little harder to find right. a lot of singers. There's some, but they we, we generally have yeah. to to go to New York to get singers and. Really? Something. So you audition in New York and they come down and 
Yeah. We hardly ever audition. It's always friends of a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, okay. You know? Gotcha. You know, we'll call somebody who was, we've worked with who was on Broadway and X and then they did work with somebody else. And that's, it's pretty much that. Yeah. So where do you go from here? Oh, we're just going to keep doing it as long as we can. Yeah. Cause it's something we just, we just love to do. I mean, really, that's all there is to it. We're working yeah. on doing a Gershwin show in October and then the Christmas show in December we we did a jukebox musical a few years back that we yeah. want to do again, which was so much fun that I, that I wrote uh, music of the 60s, 70s and 80s. We hope to do that again next year. Yeah. And I've been I write original musicals now. So that's what I'm working on, too. With yeah. Several. Writers, well, so you guys, um, my hat's off to you. you know, there aren't there aren't too many people that are in the business that have been able to sustain as long as you yeah, yeah. Andy, well it, it's because yeah i i great grateful to brad because he he works so hard well i'm grateful to her yeah. because i whatever it is i can do i couldn't do it without her so we both and i know I'm, i speak for he for can Jenny. handle the business part of it that's like holy cow and she's all heart and and i can get a little more cold if i have to but but from a creative standpoint, Andy, um, we have faced so many things, unknowns, walking into a movie set going, we've never choreographed a movie, but we're going to pretend we know what we're doing. We have done so many things that because we have each other, we're fearless on the outside, terrified on the, on yeah. the inside, but we will try anything. And uh, there has been nothing so far together that we have not been able to to actually finish and accomplish. And I know that's because we're together. So we're grateful. You have a great collaboration. It's, it's remarkable. Funny. Yeah. It, you have to learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and resilience is part of it. And yeah. you guys uh, have that in space. Well, it's great having you on the program and I'll talk to you soon. And I will, Barbara and I are going to come down and see you. Please that do. Would be wonderful. Please do. You give yeah. Barbara a hug for us, yeah. okay? I'll do it. All right. You guys take care. Bye, Bye Andy. Andy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that's the story. A special acknowledgement to Mary Ann Kennedy, Pat Bunch, and Pam Rose for allowing me to use their music from Safe in the Arms of Love, a song Allison loved. If you liked what you heard, please share my podcast with your friends. And while you're at it, why not subscribe? And I'd sure appreciate a great rating in Apple Podcasts, too. I'm Andy Parker, and I'll be here next week with another episode of The Cultural Scavenger. Thanks for listening. <laughs>